0: and I hope you're doing great. I hope you're feeling fit and super healthy. If not, we're going to talk about lots of great things that can help you out today. Now, we are going to talk about something that people ask me all the time, which is, how much should I weigh? And is this a healthy weight for me? Is this goal weight healthy for me? Should I lose more? All of these questions that so many people have because they think that there is this one magic number that everyone should be. And in fact, there is no magic number. But there are some things that you should know about your weight range and maybe the range that you want to shoot for or be in or not go under or not go over. So I think it's really important because sometimes I have clients who come to me, probably more than not who have these numbers in their head of a goal that they wanna hit. And it's potentially a goal number before they had kids, their wedding weight, their weight in college, their weight in high school. Or I even have some people who come to me and they'll they'll say, I wanna weigh 132.6. And I am not kidding you. I have had people give me these numbers. I'm like, where the heck do you get the 0.6 from? Like. Everybody has this different idea of what is the best weight that they should be. And sometimes it's realistic, and sometimes it's completely unrealistic, and sometimes it's in a healthy range, and sometimes it's not. Like often I have a client who will say, I want to be this weight, and I look at how much they weigh, how tall they are, how active they are, and whatnot, and I, I let them know, you're actually already considered underweight, and it would not be healthy for you to go any lower, even though that's a number that you seem to want to hit. So there are these different ranges that are healthy or not healthy, and we're going to talk about all of that. After this. And now it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, coming to you from NBC News, they had an article titled New Science Shows How Exercise Affects Nearly Every Cell in the Body. Even if it doesn't move the scale much, they say the benefits of exercise are tremendous. Imagine that, team, right? so many americans start off each new year with resolutions to lose weight we all know that because it just happened recently right and they say that gym memberships typically rise in january but by march the resolutions often have dropped off and the pounds didn't melt away as expected for most people and the gym shoes get kicked to the back of the closet how many people are experiencing that right now if you are i want you to know you are not alone but the article says while exercising may help people lose weight and maintain the weight loss fitness experts say that people might overestimate how many calories they burn when they are working out or they simply may not do enough to move the scale an example A 30-minute cardio workout that left you super sweaty and breathless may have felt like you just ran a marathon, but guess what? You might have only burned 200 to 300 calories, and that can be completely undone by consuming one donut in maybe 60 seconds. How sad is that? So we can undo with eating in a matter of minutes, even seconds, what it took us to burn that many calories over the course of many, many minutes and sometimes even hours. Now in this article, they say regular exercise offers many benefits beyond burning calories. So there are plenty of reasons to keep moving in the new year. And the point being, even if your weight loss isn't happening, do not Stop moving, team, because research shows that exercise affects pretty much every cell in the body, not just our heart, not just our muscles, but it also affects all the other organs. So exercise is something that is absolutely vital for good health. Among the benefits listed by the CDC and prevention are sharper thinking, less depression, Anxiety is less as well, better sleep, help with weight management, stronger bones, stronger muscles, reduced risks of heart disease, stroke, diabetes, and cancers, especially breast cancer, colon cancer, and other organs. So team, at the end of the day, the take-home message is that being physically active and trying to improve your fitness seems to provide better prospects for longevity than just trying to lose weight. So sometimes we have to get a mental shift. And I really try to help a lot of my clients have this mental shift. The goal cannot just be to lose weight. If you can turn that around and try to be more physically active, making that your goal, to be more healthy, then in that process while you do that, you do lose weight. But when weight loss is the only goal what happens is when weight loss doesn't happen one week or one day all of a sudden people get so discouraged that they throw in the towel they binge eat they stop exercising and it's over it can't be like that now i know it's super discouraging when you have worked out all week and you ate like a queen or a king in a good way all week like you were super on track with everything and you get on the scale And it is a pound up. I mean, of course, you want to quit what you're doing. You're thinking, it's not working. This is a waste of my time. I'm not losing weight. And then all of a sudden, that weekend, you eat pizza, you eat soda, you have ice cream, you binge on the wine. And by Monday, you're up six pounds, right? You can't have this mentality. Changing the mentality to, my goal is to be fit. My goal is to be healthy. From that, I will lose weight over time. And you truly will that is going to help you keep going and that is gonna benefit your body even more than just focusing on this weight loss. So it's really an important article. They go into a lot more detail, but I really think there's this mental mind shift that we have to get past so that you can sustain weight loss and a healthy lifestyle versus a fad diet where you drop 10 pounds really quickly, but you put it all back on right away because it's absolutely not sustainable. And to continue to remember that moving your body, exercise has tremendous benefits overall, just like being in a fit, um, or I should say, in a certain weight zone that we're gonna talk about, just moving your body is also going to strengthen you to help prevent a lot of diseases. Whether you're overweight or not overweight, it's still important to exercise all the time because it has all these other benefits. Now, I don't know if you've ever watched a marathon or an Ironman race, but I have always found it absolutely fascinating that you might think when you go to these races, you are only going to see super fit, skinny people. That is not what you're going to see. And that's what I actually love about these races. You're going to see people of all shapes and sizes. And they are finishing the marathon. And they are finishing in Ironman. And they're not necessarily what you would consider skinny or necessarily fit. And some people are actually overweight who are doing those races. Now, I don't recommend that because it is really hard on your heart. It's really hard on your joints. It's really hard on your bones and your body. But I will say this, those overweight people are probably in way better shape, and I'm saying in better shape to defend their body against disease because they work out so much. And so that alone, that exercise, makes them a healthier overweight person than someone who is sedentary. Now, that's a big deal. Because I want you to realize that even if you are overweight, you can work out and it's going to benefit your health. And wink, wink, you're going to end up losing weight over time. So don't expect the fast weight loss to happen, but you will lose weight and you will be healthier. Okay, now let's talk about What everybody asks me all the time is, what should my weight be? What is the average weight for women as well? I mean, primarily the people who listen to my podcast are women and they want to know. Information today is coming from Healthline News, Medical News Today as well. And they say that knowing if your weight is within a healthy range can be beneficial and this is particularly important in the United States because obesity is a significant problem here. And it sort of breaks my heart because we're, we're always told that we're like the greatest country, or I should say we once were. <laughs> but uh, we will not go into politics. But, you know, for such an incredible country with so much education and, uh, you know, we have so much here to benefit people, we are the most obese country. American women aged 20 years and over, they weigh an average of 170.6 pounds, according to the CDC, and height-wise, the average adult female is 5 foot 3.7 inches, and her waist measures 38.2 inches. Now, while these numbers are the average, they are not a measure of health. And one of the commonly used indicators of well-being, unfortunately, is something called the BMI, the body mass index. We'll be talking about that. And the BMI of the average woman in the United States, according to all those numbers I just gave you, how much they weigh, 176 point pounds, uh, 5 foot 3.7 inches, their average BMI is 29.6. And that falls into the category of being overweight. So out of all American adults, more than two-thirds are overweight or considered obese, which represents a pretty scary thing for our nation. And then you might say, so what is the ideal weight range for women? How would... Someone measure it and what can women do to achieve their ideal weight? Yes, that's what we want to know. And that's what we're going to talk about today because at 177.9 pounds, the average body mass in North America for a woman, that is the highest of any continent worldwide. That's the highest. And so to me, that is heartbreaking. And North America also has the highest percentage of people who are overweight, with 73.9% classed. And they have a table that shows all the regions of the world. And North America, again, is the highest percentage. Not only that, but that what the only thing that can kill me more than that in my heart is that the US also has the highest rate of childhood obesity out of the world's 20 most populated countries (sighs) now you have to imagine this if most of the adults are obese or overweight in our country then yes i would expect that for the children as well because the adult is teaching the child the adult is cooking for the child i hope right now i do know some people who they eat absolutely terribly i kid you not I know a lady, (laughs) a friend of a friend, and she eats McDonald's, she goes to KFC, she eats fast food, but she will not give it to her children ever. Her children eat impeccably, which I think is great for the children, right? But I think it's so interesting that she eats one way and feeds her kids the other. But if that's the way it's gonna be, that's the way it should be. But generally, whatever the parents are doing, is what the children are doing, right? Whatever the parents are eating is what they're getting for the children. And it's usually in our country, it's just a lot of fast food. There's so many reasons for that. For one, it's super cheap and I get it. Like right now, the cost of everything is off the charts. And that breaks my heart too, because I know that people are struggling financially right now, and to go into a market and pay extra money for the organic food that doesn't have pesticides on it, the fact that you have to pay more money to get the clean food, Versus the pesticide food, that is a whole podcast in itself. That just riles me up. Can you tell? I think my blood pressure just went up. It's a reason that I'm so into gardening and growing my own food and helping teach people how you can grow your own food because it is so much healthier for you. You don't have to pay extra to not put the pesticides on your food. So that is something that I understand that, you know, fast food is really cheap and you can get a lot of it And feed your family for really cheap but unfortunately it's not effective for your health for your children's health and that's why so many people are obese or overweight so let's talk a little bit deeper about what you should weigh because it's not uncommon to step on the scale and wonder every day well is this a healthy weight? Should I be worrying about a few more pounds or should I not, right? It's important to understand that your overall health, it's not just measured by this number on the scale. And at the same time, your body weight does affect your health in so many ways. So being underweight, being overweight, obviously it can increase your risk of illness. It can decrease your risk of mental health issues. overall quality of life also impacted, whether you're underweight or overweight. And although keeping your body weight within a very healthy range isn't the only tool for optimal health and wellness at all, it is certainly one that you have to do, unfortunately, because it is going to impact your overall health and your overall life. So let's talk about an ideal weight for you. Because what you want to know is that weight does fluctuate with body size, right? So there's not going to be this ideal body weight for every single person. I can't just give you a number like, oh, you're 5'5", then you should be 120. It just doesn't work that way. Everyone has a different body frame. People have different body fat distribution throughout the body. People are different heights. And all of these things determine what the healthiest range might be for you. Now, part of your body weight is definitely body fat. And research does show that keeping your body fat at a healthy level is going to help decrease risk since high levels of body fat are linked to chronic low-grade inflammation in the body. And this type of inflammation is associated with type 2 diabetes, with heart disease, even Alzheimer's disease, and many other health conditions. However, having very low body fat levels can also be harmful and may cause your risk of disease and early death. So there is a too low, people, and there is a too uh, little of weight. Should I say? How, How can I rephrase that? When I tell people, like, you're already underweight, you can't lose more, it's because being underweight can have just as many complicated health issues. Now, there's a lot of opinions on what constitutes a healthy body fat percentage, and it definitely varies greatly. Experts have determined that adults should strive to keep body fat levels within a general percentage range, and the study suggests that women ages 21 to 39 with body weight in the so-called normal range should have a body fat percentage of 21 to 32%, while men of the same age should have a body fat percentage of eight to 20%. You know, men have a lot less body fat than us, ladies. And although you maybe think that's very unfair, and I think it's unfair that men don't have cellulite, but it's all related, right? But it is what it is, and they don't get all the gifts that we get. Just remember that. Now, a study in adults... Aged 45 to 64 established body fat percentage cutoff points of 25.8% for men and 37.1% for women. Body fat percentages higher than these were found to significantly increase heart disease risk factors like high blood pressure and even that type 2 diabetes. Now, I want you to keep in mind that ideal body fat percentages vary based on things like ethnicity, even your sex, and your age. Another thing that you could do is waist circumference. Um, You measure your waist circumference. It's a helpful tool for assessing what they call body body fat levels. It's not going to be super accurate, but to reduce chronic disease risk, the World Health Organization recommends that women keep their waist circumference under 31.4 inches and men under 35.4 inches. So if you are someone who hates to get on the scale? It's, it just doesn't work for you. It makes you mad. It makes you crazy. It makes you obsessed. You might constantly, I should say constantly, not daily, but monthly, maybe you check your waist circumference and make sure that you're in this healthy level. That's still going to benefit you more than not. And if you look at people who are overweight or obese, they are not under this waist circumference number. So it is another tool that you can use. I want you to know, however, that body weight is just one piece of a very large puzzle. Health being the puzzle. You want to consider so many factors when you determine an ideal body weight range. And you really want to remember that what you may think is that perfect or goal weight might not be realistic or healthy. I know we all have this number that we want to be, but you sometimes have to get over it if it's not a healthy range for you. Now body weight matters, but it's not the only factor that you should consider as we had just talked about in Eagle Eye on Health, like about exercise and how important it is whether you're overweight or not. And that's because this is such a big puzzle and health and your body, it's not just this one thing that determines everything. Like the body is so complex, which is why I love what I do because I feel like the body is such an amazing gift that we are giving And it heals you every day. And like if you have a, if you cut yourself, your body takes over and it makes a scab, and you don't have to think about it and tell it what to do. And as you're sitting here, your heart is beating, keeping you alive. And you don't sit here and tell it to do that. You want to respect all that your body does because it is an incredible machine. And the machine is kind of like a puzzle sometimes. So you have to respect it as much as you can. Now, your best body weight range. It's gonna be the one that promotes optimal, physical, and even mental health. At a healthy body weight, you should feel strong, you should feel energized, you should feel confident. And staying within a healthy range, it's also gonna reduce risk factors like high blood pressure, high blood sugar. It's gonna reduce your risk for weight-related complications like even sleep apnea that so many people have. And if you're unsure what a healthy weight looks like, you should always consult your doctor because that is definitely a great conversation to have with them. And that's going to help maybe you get a more realistic weight range based on factors like age and height and body type and health goals that the doctor can actually help you with. Now, if you don't have that kind of doctor, and sadly, so many of us do not, the kind that will actually be able to help you with that because so many doctors don't even know very much about nutrition, maybe it's time to find a new doctor who takes those things very seriously because I take those things very seriously, and I want my doctor to as well because when I do get sick, I want to know that they're going to give me the best treatment plan based on what I believe, and I believe in the human body, not just in medication and surgeries. Just That's just sort of a side note. Now, we are exposed to unrealistic. This is so sad and it kills me because social media is at its highest and we have these unrealistic beauty and body image standards every single day that we look at on social media, on television, and magazine ads. And it is absolutely a detriment to all of us, to our teen girls, to even the teen boys out there because these may lead to body comparison and unhealthy weight zones and body goals. And almost all of those pictures are touched up or taken from a very specific angle or have a lighting that is just so to make this pop out and that pop out and it's usually, you know, your muscles and this and that. And so you think that these models don't have cellulite and they do. It really just kills me because Everybody thinks that everybody in these pictures has the perfect body. They absolutely do not. There is not a perfect body. By all means, I don't have a perfect body. And of course, I have professional pictures, and they look great. And some of them also have the cellulite touched up just a bit. Sadly, that's what sells. But I also try to show you guys, and I've done it in the past on social media what my cellulite does look like, what my stomach does look like when I'm not in the perfect pose with the lighting. Like I'm just a normal body, but I am a healthy fit body, but I am not always the body that you see in every single picture that is a professional picture taken, which is everything you see on social media, just so you know. (laughs) All right, now I wanna let you know this. If you are someone who is constantly comparing your body to others, if you are fixating on your body, on your shape, on your body weight, it might be time to work with a therapist Um, because that kind of fixation is going to honestly, mentally drive you crazy. And again, you're striving for something that doesn't even exist, and so you're never going to hit it, and so you're constantly going to not feel good, not feel confident, about anything in terms of your body and your health. So when they say you want to be in a weight range that makes you feel good, fit, energized, confident, I want you to really think about that. Sometimes people get to their lowest weight and they hit their goal, but they're starving, they have no energy, they get the shakes all the time, and uh, they don't sleep well. And they don't feel confident. And usually those people still, even if they hit their goal weight, still think, okay, now how about five more pounds? Because they keep looking in the mirror thinking that they're going to look, I guess, like someone in social media. And when they hit their goal weight and they still don't look like that, they think they should lose even more. So they're going to deprive the calories even more. And it's not working. So I think it is really important as we talk about what's a healthy body weight for you. It's not necessarily a number, but it's when you feel fit, energized, confident. Like, can you put a bathing suit on and walk around and be okay with it? Like, I know I don't really feel like anybody, including myself, puts a bathing suit on and says, ah, I look amazing. I'm going to go show that booty off to the world. Like, we all still might want to put the sarong on and hide in a towel, but could you get in the bathing suit and get in the pool and still, like, enjoy your time with your family? Maybe you don't feel like a fitness model, but do you do it? Or are you someone who no longer puts a bathing suit on, doesn't get in any family photos in the summertime, even in your shorts, because you don't feel healthy, confident, energetic, because that might mean that you're not in that healthy weight zone. Now i hate to use that as the only thing to to market by because again you maybe should check your bmi check your waist circumference things like that because we are our toughest critic so i have people send me a picture and this is why everybody sends me a before picture when they work with me for almost all my programs because i'll look at a picture and be like oh my god this person is like super gorgeous super fit super toned but they email me i gotta lose 10 pounds i feel terrible We are our toughest critic. And then I have to tell them, you look amazing and you have no weight to lose. Like we have things we can work on with your diet because you maybe aren't eating super healthy and I want you to feel better, but it's not to look better or lose weight. So all of these things are things you have to keep in mind when you are thinking, what is my ideal body weight? Because there is no ideal weight for all people. Everyone has a different frame. Body fat distribution height, as I said, so determining that is not always going to be some specific number. Now, you might want to know, but how is body weight commonly measured? And especially when they're doing all these body fat tests and I should be in this range and all that. And although it has significant flaws and limitations, and I really don't like it and most people are over it, unfortunately, body mass index, BMI, is the most common tool that is used to assess body weight. It uses your height, it uses your weight, and it gives you a health classification. Now, this might seem like a reliable way to assess body weight. Uh, This tool definitely has a lot of issues (laughs) and should not be the only tool that you use to determine your health or your body fat levels. And this is because BMI does not distinguish between body fat and muscle mass, nor does it account for fat distribution. And so a person who has a high amount of muscle mass, so a lot of athletes, right, uh, may be misclassified as overweight or even obese because they have a high body fat level, but they certainly don't have high body fat. It's due to the way that BMI is measured. And another thing is a person who carries a lot of weight uh, or a large amount of body fat, I should say, around their midsection, they're gonna be at a higher risk of many chronic diseases, but still categorized potentially as having a healthy BMI because their total body weight and height puts them in that category. But having body fat distribution around your middle is the most unhealthy that you can have. And so that's something that would be a really strong sign that hopefully a doctor would be able to say, yeah, your BMI is healthy, but where your fat distribution is, like this is very unhealthy and something needs to be done so despite its limitations bmi is currently the way that most people track body weight at the population level and it's a reliable predictor of chronic disease and mortality risk related to underweight and even overweight status but you really have to understand that bmi is a useful tool but it shouldn't be used on its own instead it really should be combined with blood tests uh, that waist circumference measurement And even a waist to hip ratio to assess someone's health. There are so many. BMI calculators that you can go. Um, NIH has a website. If you wanna go to the NIH website, you can put in your height and your weight and you can see where your body or your BMI lands. So if that's something you wanna do, it's still a first step, it's just not super accurate. And so I don't want you to flip out. If you are a super fit, uh, very muscular person and now you go to this website and you put the info in the calculator and it tells you you're obese, I don't want you to flip out. So again, If that's, if you're super concerned, then always see your doctor. That would be important, certainly important. Now, how do you manage your body weight? We talk about things like this all the time on the podcast. Um, Some very basic things that you need to remember. You have to respect your body, and you have to be realistic. If you decide that you need to lose weight, I want you to be realistic about your weight goals, your body composition goals, It can't be a comparison to yourself, to others, even your neighbor. I don't want you to be like, well, I want to look like her. I don't want you to look like anyone but you. You have a specific body type. I have a specific body type. Some people like my specific body type. I don't love all things about my specific body type. So, but this is my body type. And I will never look like certain people that I, I go, oh, I would, you know, like, so one thing I've always wanted are those just long legs. You know, there are certain people I know, I'm not even going to say their names, but they got these gorgeous long legs and I've always wanted that. But guess what? I'm never going to have that. So I have to just appreciate that I have strong thighs, <laughs> I have a booty, and mostly it's muscle. There's not... It's got cellulite too, but that's my body type. It's not going to change no matter how much weight I lose. Like I'm never going to have long skinny legs, which once I thought was everything. I. It's not like I want... I think I just want to be taller <laughs> and, you know, a little bit leaner in the legs. I have lean and, and muscular legs, but, like, here's a perfect example. I think I've said this before, but I once went over to um – um the gal who owns Betty Designs, I don't know if you know her, she's a, a friend of mine. And she she uh, was giving me some Betty Design clothes, what a gift, right? And she looked, she goes, let me look at your body so I know which pants to give you. And then she saw my thighs and she literally, she grabbed onto my thigh and she goes, oh, I love a girl that has some thighs. Now, she said that in the kindest way, meaning I had strong muscular thighs. But I will never forget that story. Like, I just thought it was really funny. And what she was saying was, I don't have these itty-bitty, tiny, skinny legs. I have some meat on my legs. Kristen, that's her name. Um, And I'll never forget that. But no matter how skinny I get, no matter how much weight I lose, I will never change my body type. Point being, respect your body and be realistic. All right, you also wanna make sure that you're eating nutrient-dense whole foods. We talk about this in so many podcasts. You've gotta have a diet rich in all foods. Fruit, vegetables, nuts, seeds, beans, fish, eggs. You can have some meat, make it lean meats. You know, I like to have chicken one day, ground turkey one day, tofu one day, fish one day. Try to rotate that protein. Mostly, you gotta cut back on ultra processed foods team. You cannot keep eating out of a box out of a bag and drinking these drinks that have sugar. Uh, You gotta get off all soda. Diet soda is worse for you than regular soda, but you gotta cut all soda, all of the sweet baked goods, the sugary cereals, the white breads, the salty packaged snacks, the fast food, that you really have to cut. At least cut it way, 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 way down. You want to increase your activity levels. Exercise is absolutely important. Even in today's Eagle lion Health, we were saying, hey, even if your weight loss isn't happening, do not stop exercising, all right? Because it is still going to benefit your body overall. You got to choose proteins. You got to choose fiber-rich foods. Um, you have to, have to, have to. And they say this in the articles that I was researching. You have to say no to these unhealthy weight loss methods team. These very low calorie restricted diets, they are killing people. (sighs) What I mean by that is they are not helping people lose weight long term. They are hurting your metabolism. They are hurting your system. Going on a super low calorie diet, starving yourself, being starving, being uncomfortable all day because you're starving, that is not respecting your body. There is a better way to lose weight. Don't do these cleanses, these you know, three-day liquid only. I am not a fan. Your body needs healthy food. There is no reason you can't be eating fruit and vegetables and whole grains and protein. There is no reason to cut those things out of your diet and just drink. Um, and then don't be afraid, please. Do not be afraid to work with a professional, whether that is a nutrition coach like myself, a registered dietitian, a therapist. If you are just feeling overwhelmed and anxious about your body, about your weight, about your health, do not be afraid to ask for help and work with a professional because That can help in so many ways, I cannot even tell you. Again, not just the nutrition coach part. Like, yes, I can coach you on what to eat and what not to eat. But the therapy part, I wish more people would go. I wish more people would see that as a benefit in their life, as a way of honoring themselves, to get this unbiased person who can help you through maybe a tough time or help you through maybe a difficult thing maybe weight is something you have struggled with your entire life and you are looking to not feel that way anymore right i mean wouldn't it be nice to not feel that way anymore i want you all to know that losing weight in a healthy way that promotes physical and mental health is possible and it is completely unnecessary to follow extreme diets Or to partake in workouts that you don't enjoy just to reach a weight loss goal. You don't have to do those things. A healthy approach to weight loss should make you feel good about yourself. It should help you feel confident, energized, strong. If you're currently in a weight loss program that makes you feel the opposite of that, I want you to consider stopping that plan. Because it's probably not working for you. And it's probably not working for you long-term, or it's not going to work for you long-term, right? So that's pretty much everything. (laughs) Um, Everything you need to know about being in a healthy weight zone. Again, you probably thought, okay, she's going to give me a number. She's going to give me a number today. I'm going to find out if I am at a weight that's healthy for me. It's not about a number, but if you're looking for a number... Start with the BMI calendar and start our calculator, sorry, and start with the waist circumference ratio. Start with those things if you're looking to see if you're in range. But again, don't freak out if the BMI one is not, if you're someone who's really muscular. I mean, I think you should know like you're super muscular or you're not. And so if you're super overweight and it's more of a fat issue on your body versus muscle, then that BMI calculator might be in range to say hey it's time to maybe lose weight. Um, The waist circumference again it's not it's not a hard number um, but it's a good range to tell you where you're at and some people are going to go do that calculator right now and they're going to go measure their waist and it's going to be a huge eye-opener in a negative way meaning they're going to be sad that they let themselves get to this point or you know that they once had lost all this weight but now it's all back on and there's There's a mental aspect of that and I don't want you to feel bad or feel guilty or feel mad. I want you to see it as a real, okay, this is where I am today. What a gift that I just figured that out so that tomorrow is the first day of a new chapter in my book. You can always have a new chapter where you get back to being super healthy and super fit and you can do it at any age you want. So don't Don't let it be a negative in your day. Let it be a positive that, oh, you're about to feel good again. You're about to do all these things to take care of you again. So there you have it. I I hope that I was able to bring you a few different awarenesses about where your body weight should be. Again, you want the number. I told you where to go to start. But then just remember it's not all about a number. And it's all about honoring your body and feeling amazing. Earn That Body Podcast. Always here to bring you fitness, nutrition, and health information you can put into play right away. I'll see you next week. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to EarnThatBody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.